This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again here uh, with another week of joy and technology news. Well, possibly more technology news than joy. Uh, Marka Falalalalo is over there. Hello. Hi. He's uh, buying on <laughs> some kind of website at the moment. Uh, Sean yeah, Priest. I'm, I'm shopping, I'm shopping, I'm shopping. <laughs> shopping. shopping. Let's find out more about that later. Uh, Sean Priest, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you okay? You sound a little bit, dare I say, manic today. Manic? Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, I, th- I do feel a bit manic today. Good. It's been I one like of those it. days. You know, isn't it great when you get a call from the big man, Mr. F, uh, who we all know. F stands furious. for fabulous. <laughs> fabulous, not furious. Um, not yet. Wait till after the show. Uh, but yeah, you get a call and then you got like a really important meeting and then you got to come and do the show. It's like, how can you switch like that? I can't do it. Ah, no, it was fine. As ever, he was uh, beautiful, friendly, I know, and professional. We don't, we don't say his first name. Oh, do we not? He likes to be Don't called Mr. F. Name, Mr. F. Oh, no, what have I done? And it's like Candyman, if you say it five you times. <laughs> if you're listening to this now and you just heard us bleep something, it's because we said his name. Yes, oh, yeah. I will bleep that out. Sorry. Oh, God, I'm in trouble. Do love doing this live. Right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Lots to talk about. Uh, I've been buying. I've been buying. Uh, Mark is currently buying. That's why he's going to ignore us for the rest of the hour. Um, no, I'm not. Okay, fine. Well, look, we're going to talk about the stuff I bought because, as you know, guys, it's all about me. So, here's what I bought this week. I bought myself uh, three things. Now, one of them I bought twice, uh, deliberately, although I think I may have bought it twice for the wrong reason and the second thing or third thing arguably uh, is super cool and I managed to install it all by myself and I'm so excited I cannot wait to tell you uh, you, you know Mark you were telling me I didn't oh, ask yeah. but you told me the other day that your bathroom your what do you call it restroom would you call that I have no yeah, idea well it's, it's my bathroom it's my <laughs> master bathroom it's where yeah, a bath it. exists yes yes right uh, well in your master bathroom Yes. You've made it super smart, from my understanding. I may have gone a little bit farther than I should have. <laughs> have you got please, a smart please. Japanese toilet? Um, I do. <laughs> it's not Japanese. It's a, it's a Canadian-made. It's a company called Ovi. Uh, the toilet, as you approach it, the seat will open. No way. Um, oh, I swear. Oh, it has a remote that. control. It has a built-in bidet function. Which you can bidet. control the heat of the the heat of the water that sprays up your little tushy. Um, you can control the intensity of the said water, so you get a good cleaning. It goes back oh, and forth, oof. so it really gets all the crevices. Uh, and you can also control the uh, the extension and the position. Uh, that's for the uh, that's for the male cleaning. Then there's the female cleaning. Please. There's a, the option. Hang on. 
It's the uh, rinse mode. Um, then, then there's um, a fan that pulls out the air so that when you're doing something a little bit uh, more odorous, uh, it gets rid of that for you so it doesn't really well, escape. Well, it comes with it, doesn't that, it? That air lock does it. Yep. Um, it's it's eco-friendly when you flush it. It does. It spills water in very nicely. keeps very little water. Um, what else does it have? A heated seat, so it keeps you nice and toasty. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's always good. You can control the heat of the seat as well and, of course, the water and everything else. Um, and, and that's about all that's about all the toilet does oh that sounds amazing uh, i would uh, no, live on, on that thing hang on not, there's more I, I, did i mention the shower that is controlled by my voice <gasps> so moen uh which is a very famous they make oh, yeah. lots yeah. of you know taps and stuff like that they have a system called u by moen the letter u and uh, it's a whole shower system so in my shower all you have i've got like the rain shower thing and the handle telephone handle type thing and i've got a little a keypad like a little keypad on there and that keypad connects via wi-fi to my network and and there's an alexa skill for that and um, I can literally say, mm, start my shower, preset one to whatever I do, and it will turn on the right thing. It'll get to temperature, and it keeps it at the proper temperature the entire time. So I'm not having to fiddle it and make sure it gets to the right temperature. Um, and that's uh, the whole power kind of control unit is under the sink. It's connected to the water supply. It's got a battery backup, which is great in case anything goes down. It's quite wonderful. Um, what else do I have in there that's cool? I mean, the light switch itself is a smart light switch. I got a pro that oh i've got heated floors the floors <laughs> the tiles are heated throughout the entire bathroom even into the shower so the the floors are heated into the shower now oh. i haven't used this yet because you have to wait 28 days for the for the cement to cure properly mm. so this thermostat for the heated floor is a smart home kit enabled thermostat of course come on guys what else? <laughs> yeah um Why what else the you? bathtub is normal bathtub it's a like, a like a big open kind of standalone bathtub which is really <laughs> nice sporting um, yeah. the Rubbish. mirrors have that led rim inside the mirrors and you just touch the mirror and it turns on that's really nice even though one of them has stopped working seven times um, so hang on hang on hang on you told me because i remember we had a conversation and you were telling me about all the trials and tribulations you had gone through with your home and you were needing things done and you had to get all this work done because the house was basically i don't know sinking into the sea or something and we fixed, it had that, to be this fixed. We fixed that we fixed right, that you've got that sorted so what you've done is you've gone further than that you've said well while we're getting the house done well here's what happened we'll get um, some extras very done. very long story short is that we finally after putting this off for five years the, the the foundation issues because the first time we fixed the right side of the home and discovered the left side of the home problems. We basically ran through every penny that I had to my name and more. So I had to save up money for the rest of the house, and mm. this was the summer to do it. So we did it, and then uh, we decided that the, since there was some money left over, we said, you know what? We've never done anything in this house that we've wanted to do. Everything's been a result of a flood, result fixing of insurance. Fixing things, yeah. Yeah, fixing things. So let's do the master bathroom. We've really wanted to do this. So we did the master bathroom. And you know what? I have great news about that because um, uh, not yesterday, the night before, we went downstairs and my wife had water showering out of the ceiling in our kitchen. Oh, wow. That was so fun. I didn't, tell, I didn't tell you about this. Extra incident. features. Extra features. A, so there was a, a kitchen shower. That was great. <laughs> To which we immediately said, "Oh, let's this. We've got to stop this because below the 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 main floor is my office with all my equipment. So uh -huh. we got to make sure nothing that you know gets down here now. So uh, I immediately call the the guy who did the bathroom. I said, "Get over here. There's something wrong. Obviously, you didn't seal something properly.'" Um, so we uh, start ripping open the ceiling in the kitchen because that's what you do at 11 o'clock at night is you just you stick your finger in and Why because don't? it's yeah. so soft because of the water. It just 
goes right through. Mm-hmm. So we started ripping things down, trying to figure out where this water is coming from, only to realize that it had nothing to do with the bathroom. The bathroom is actually perfectly fine. Everything was done right. Um, it's been so hot lately that the air conditioning has been working overtime in like 20 degrees, 19 degrees. And because it's so hot, even the humidity is getting into the house. There's no no controlling it. And uh, there was condensation building up on the duct. Wow. They were going to the top floor. And the condensation got so bad that it was dripping onto the 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 uh, jet coming through and coming through. So wow, today I am waiting crazy. for a phone call from a, an HVAC person to come look at this who said, uh, and I quote, I've been doing this job since 1984 and I've never heard of this before in my life. So I'm really looking forward to the visit today. Um, Get the checkbook ready. Yeah, hoping to figure out uh, what exactly is going on. And hopefully at the same time, I could fix some of the airflow issues. Oh, by the way, when we did open the ceiling in the kitchen, I, I know that this is exactly what you wanted to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We did see that there were two vents, two ducts that were canceled. When I say canceled, I mean they just blocked them off. So clearly they were vents going somewhere that were blocked off. Now, if you know anything and if anybody ever gave you any advice about central air conditioning and central ducting, is that when they build these systems, they're calculated down to like how much air is pushing, where it's going through. And if you just block a duct, you're actually working against your system. You're causing neg- causing negative airflow. So not, you know, more air is trying to push through the same small pipes and it's not necessarily doing what you want it to do. So it creates suction in any opening. So it actually sucks in all that hot air through pot lights and whatever you might have in your house and does the opposite, which is probably what caused the condensation. Thanks to the previous owners of the home, again, because this is, you know, goes back to all my other problems in this house, they clearly blocked off ductwork saying, oh, we don't need this in this room. Let's block it off so we get more air pressure upstairs, which probably caused this in the first place. It's okay, Mark. So, um, well, I tell you, I, I, you know what 10 I minutes in, when, we've learned a lot. Uh, when, we? Sean, I mean, this... when Sean says, shh, it's okay, Mark, I envision Black Widow and the Hulk. She's going, calm down. Calm down. Calm You're down. visiting okay. the water okay. pouring into your he's kitchen. Holding, he's holding his hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm calm now. It's okay. okay. Just think about Just your breathe. smart toilet. I mean, you are living the dream. At least it wasn't the smart toilet. Flushing no. into my ceiling. No, that would have been yeah, flushed. that would be a serious problem. Yeah, you, you don't want that. Well, yeah. uh, let me tell you, I have not gone quite as far with my purchases. Uh, my purchases are are nothing in comparison to this. Uh, but what I did do is I bought myself a smart blind rotor motor, I should say, not rotor motor. So essentially, I can now raise and lower my office blind in here. It sounds so pathetic now after that story, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, you lower the blind and it, it, it you know, now is it one of these the attachments that kind of you have a cord and it actually motorizes the cord? Yeah. Is that what's going on? Well, that's the thing, right? Because yeah. you know, you, were, you told me you'd got the IKEA one. Well, um, I got, I have, I mean, I've tried a different, there's a company called Smart Blinds Canada, which is actually smart blinds or, or, or so select blinds. And they had a motorized option, and I got them for my front of my house because I got a lot of heat. So hmm. um, they're okay. They're like they're they're not great. I had to replace a motor like four or five times, but you have to charge them, and the motor's in the actual unit itself, so it's quite concealed and quite nice. Uh, but I've used those where you have an existing cord, yep. and you kind of you channel the cord into this motor, and the motor just opens and closes. It's actually quite quite ingenious if you think about it. Um, and I've used those, but I've also I just bought the IKEA ones that are also also built in uh, and very affordable, under two hundred dollars for a set of blinds. But yeah. they're sp- very specific sizes. Well, that's the so problem I've had. You can't retrofit, right? Whereas yeah. you can retrofit your entire house if you wanted to. That's right, because the blinds I've got the, the kind of standard pull up down with the little cord, uh, 
um, a little beaded cord, right? And I think that's the key to this. So like you say, Mark, you take this little cord, you put it inside the motor, uh, there's a little wheel inside. Uh, you get various wheels that do different styles of blinds, and then you sort of feed it in. And uh, that's it. Voila. Now, I say voila. Uh, what an absolute nightmare this has been. Uh, I'm going to take a short break. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about uh, my curtains in my room as well uh, that I've decided to make smart. Um, although not today. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. This is Double Tap Canada. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at AMI.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll let you away with that this week. Uh, yeah, hi. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is the uh, Mark, Stephen and Sean therapy session that every week we come together to discuss our technology woes uh, with you, dear listener. And unfortunately, you're the one that has to put up with it. So I apologize in advance. But yeah, we are talking about smart tech this week. Uh, Mark's smart toilet, which if you're just joining us, you've got to go back and listen to the podcast at the beginning and hear about this incredible bathroom, master bathroom that uh, our Mark has, which is uh, very exciting. Very exciting. But anyway, yes, my less exciting home got a little bit smarter this week, thanks to the Smart Blind motor, uh, which I got from a company, I think, I want to say Ajax, I think it was the name of the company. That might not be right, uh, but that was, I think, the name of the company. You tend to find these things, though, right? They, they come in these... Let's just say weird names. <laughs> you know, yes. the kind of umpteen names you get off uh, Amazon. It's like, I don't know who these companies there's are. There's so many of them out there now. Yeah. There's, there doesn't seem to be one, not that I'm aware of anyway, there's not one specific brand. I think you would say, this is the brand you would go to for this. And here's all the cheap ones. It I just seems it. to be part of it, I guess. There were a lot of Kickstarters at one point that I used to find these things on. That's that right, become- yeah products they're pretty good yeah well this one's not bad so i managed to get it working uh, so let me tell you the installation process now uh, what it says is you have to uh, basically you get this fantastic little guide a little cardboard guide that you put on the wall and that tells you where to put the screws into the wall right Price yourselves absolutely brilliant so you get this little guide so dead easy i thought this is great all i have to do is just make a hole where the uh, where the, the, the hole points are and then uh, at that point i need to screw it in so my neighbor says to me all right what you do Stephen, is you get a drill and you drill a hole in the wall you push in the raw plug and then you know you put the little plate on the wall and you screw it into the raw plug that sounds easy enough yeah not well i, I don't know much about drills I don't have a drill. Uh, I don't know much about raw plugs or how they work. So um, I, I used the uh, little guide and I, I just, you know, took the screws and, and hammered them in. Just give them a good whack. <laughs> hammered the screws in? I just of hammered course. them in. Yeah, I hammered them in. Uh, and I will say, uh, in doing that, I thought what I'll do is if it all goes horribly wrong, because I've hammered them in, I can just unscrew it again. What I wasn't prepared for was the fact that by hammering the screw... I destroyed the screw head, so I couldn't even unscrew them from the wall if I wanted to. So they're fixed now into the wall, which, by the way, 
has started falling apart because I was hammering so hard that clouds of <sighs> dust were coming up into my face. Steven, it was Steven, awful. Stephen, um, you're not supposed to hammer screws into a while they're supposed to turn. Can you even you hammer a screw I mean, in? Is you that can. possible? I mean, well, it's just going to make a bigger hole, right? Yeah. Well, that, I realised this. Yeah, it made, it made a huge hole. And I thought, why is it not making a little hole like a nail would do? Why is it making because a big hole? Because it's not a nail. Because it's a screw. Clues in the name. So it's, it's like it's wobbling around all over the place on the wall. Mm, mm. No, it did you, um, did you, you know, I understand the whole hole aspect threw you off here. But you've used a screw and a screwdriver before, right? I have, yes. So why didn't you just screw take the screwdriver and try to turn it and screw it into the wall? I thought about that, but that, that felt like a lot of hard work. And it felt like and a, a hammer to hand. So And yeah, there's a hammer just you know sitting what? there. Even you wouldn't break a sweat doing that. It's not the sweat part, it's just the effort part. The I just think part. I have to, you know, like, and it feels like, you know, that feels a bit like manual labour to me. But equally, hammering a screw into a wall felt really manly. I felt really like bang, bang, bang. And, you know, neighbours were going crazy. Dogs were barking. The Hulk smash. Okay, <laughs> obviously Stephen did absolutely the wrong thing there, yeah. so please don't follow his but example. But here's the thing. Here's how the about thing. the thing itself? It, it, it kind of worked. It kind of worked. Except, <laughs> no, except for the fact that because I had hammered it in such a way, it actually worked in my favour because I'd hammered it so badly that it created a hole in the wall big enough that it wasn't actually lined up properly, but I was able to move it. I was going to move the whole thing over because I'd just created a big hole in the wall. So it kind of worked itself out in the end. Anyway, we got the rotor on and I managed to get the bead thing through, got the wheel thing attached, got it all hooked up and it was able to lower the blinds beautifully on raising the blind. Jigga, 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 jigga. And that was it. And it wouldn't do it. Just kept going. Jigga, 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 jigga. The blind thing was shaking and the whole thing was... And I thought, what's going on here? Plaster but it, was know, coming off the thing What I love about this show is that if you're looking to find a way to make your home smart but want to do it the worst possible way <laughs> or want to learn how not to do things, this is a perfect educational program for this you. This is like an educational show. It is. It's I mean, important that you listen to this so you know what mistakes not to make. I am making the mistakes on... The listener's behalf. On your behalf, Mark. I'm I'm helping the nation here. Thank you. The nation. The oh. nation. Yeah. The nation are listening to this, and they need to understand how not to do things. Uh, I will say as well, a uh, little pro tip here. If you do have a pro, <laughs> pro tip. A little, <laughs> a little pro tip, right? If you uh, have this problem with the wobbling screw, uh, what you do, get a bit of blue tack. You've got blue tack in Canada, right? You know what that is? Blue. Like the sticky tack where yeah, you little thing, yeah. the walls? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Get a bit of that, stick it in the hole. Perfect. Problem solved. Again, can Blue I mention that Stephen Scott hole. is not a DIY expert. Please don't follow his advice. <laughs> but the upside is I managed to get it working. Uh, the blind now lowers and shuts brilliantly through the app. Mm. You can connect it up via the smart scale as well, so you can ask your Lady A to do it. Haven't quite figured that one out because all she does is lower it and raise it a bit, not the way it should be. Um... Also, it's okay. kind of cool. This this is the key thing, though. You can actually have the blind set to, you know, you can set it to a certain height, and you say, well, this is how high I always want the blind to go. I want to lower the blind. I'll just, you know, do it that way. I can just go as far down as it will go, so it keeps it within a framework. It's kind of cool. That's what I was going to say. Don't you have to calibrate it to when to stop and when to, to start? So when it reaches the windowsill at the bottom, then you mark that as the 
uh, down position. Yeah. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, so it's, why, is this, why is the Lady A skill only doing it halfway? That's weird. I don't know. I, it must not be following the app or whatever I've set on the app. But, you know, again... You know what I'm like, guys? I, I tend to, once it's working and once it's kind of going, I'm fine with it. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, I've got the app oh, there. To be fair, halfway <laughs> isn't working. It's, well, it's moving it's up and down. Those of you intended it to boom halfway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the other thing I bought was the smart... Well, this is actually there's from a company. More. There's more, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a company called Switchbot that yes. uh, sell tons of great things. I love that. And they sell a curtain opener. This is great. Have you tried this yet? Well, I, so you I didn't bought, have to use screws for this one. No screws. No, no all use the a flamethrower <laughs> to get it onto the curtain track. It'll be fine. It just sits on the rod. It just sits on the rod. Um, although the apparently you need a hub. Apparently need a hub for it to work. It said it will work without a hub. Is that right? Uh, you know how many hubs so I have in my house. It must or Z-Wave then. It will work if you've got the Echo 4th Gen. That's got a hub built in. Oh, well, I've got one of those. There you go. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, well, it's charging currently, but yes, I am going to be getting that put up on the... And that should be fairly simple, right? Because it sits between the first and second rung of the, the curtain on yeah, the actual Yeah, it's behind rod. the curtain so you don't actually see it, and it just kind of rolls back and forth. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Now, I've bought two. Two sets or two physical... Two physical... Things. Well, because you're, I don't know if be your curtains are like mine. I've got a left and a right side, and they kind of close in the middle. That's right, yeah. So I've so done the right thing. Two to As open. every yeah, curtain I, I ever. So. This is actually, this is the, no, that's not true, Sean. No, it, what? There's, I have there's curtains windows. that go from left all the way to right and just open that oh, way, really? and they open that's, the whole length. I've that's never craziness. No, it doesn't exist. Uh, in fa- in fairness, up. though, in fairness, though, that the, the advertising doesn't. in the preceding program are those of <laughs> crazy people from the UK. <laughs> Um, but I, I'll be honest, the marketing didn't really explain whether you needed one for a pair of curtains or, you know, because I thought maybe there's something that comes with it that kind of draws the two together. I don't know how it works. Um, so do you need two, Mark, or just one? Um, if you have two panes, curtain panes, mm-hmm. you would need two, one for each side. Oh, I see. Oh, right then. And if the rod, it, basically, it's they, they make them for different types of curtains. There are curtains that sit in the track. That you have to like hang on to the track, and then the other ones that have a rod that have the holes, the grommet holes, yeah. where they sit through. And depending on which you have, I think the same switchbot is the same, but there's a different attachment or something to it. And the one that sits on the rod literally sits on the rod um, behind the curtain. So if your curtain is kind of um, between the grommets, you have these humps that come out, come out that conceal it. They sit between the first two pay, uh, folds on either side, and they just roll left or roll right. Really cool. So really yeah. cool. So I'm looking forward to trying them. And again, really simple. Wait, 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 wait. How much is this costing to do to they're automate not, not horrible, one window? How much is that going to cost? Well, this is the thing. Twenty or something like that. Well, this is the thing, right? So here, I'm not sure the Canadian pricing. I'm sure Mark will be on the case as we speak on that one. Uh, hopefully, um, but yeah, the I spent a hundred pounds per curtain moving thing, right? <laughs> That's two hundred pounds per window. Two hundred pounds per window, right? Here's the thing: I go yeah, in today. Think about it. How much are you going to pay for uh, automated blinds? Yeah, exactly, Sean. Well, how much are you going to pay to do it yourself? I mean, it's just opening. What, curtains. You need to get up and open curtains. <laughs> yes. Oh, then now you're talking. Now you're talking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. Wow. How often do you need to charge these things? I'm assuming they're, they're not powered. Two hundred and twelve dollars and sixty-two cents for a starter two-pack. 
Oh, that's and good. If you want okay. the home pack, which is a four pack, four hundred two fifty nine. Plus, you got to get the, the 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 hub once, which is forty nine dollars. You know what? You would not you would not pay less than this for a pair of automated blinds. And the thing is, you don't have to change and anything in, in your house. Imagine how much money it would cost to train your dog or a child to open your blinds <laughs> on command like that, Sean. Exactly. How much do, how much do children cost? I mean, it's a, I know, a I lot don't of know money. What I was thinking. Sorry. Yeah, talking I was talking thousands. nonsense. You advertise it over the lifetime of the child. You can't guess how long they're going to live. If it's a dog, you got to count wait, it in wait, dog wait. years. If these open, <laughs> what? If these last a week, you open them in the morning and evening. Let's say they last a month on one charge. you got to take them down and charge well, them no, by no, that's that's you, can, you can plug in the last like six months, number one. God, my God, ignorant people. I'm asking, I'm uh, Number asking. two, they have a solar panel you could add for $49. It just sticks in the window. Exactly. Oh, bargain. That will <laughs> look attractive. Still yeah, cheaper nice. than a child. <laughs> just replace the whole house with solar panels. It solves everything. Uh, but no, this is good. And I think, you know, obviously I talk about this from, I, I'd like to say I was doing this from an accessibility point of view. It's but not, it is. It's, what are you talking well, about? It, for a lot of people, it absolutely is, right? And you're absolutely right. And I'm just... Just another thing about the SwitchBot, which I didn't know until I got it, there's two methods of using it. One is the curtain side of it I'm talking here. You can obviously automate it through an app. You can use your voice. You can set it to open and close the curtains at different points of the day and night if, if you wish. But if you do want to physically open the curtains yourselves, you can still do that with the SwitchBot by just touching the curtain which I think is pretty cool. So you just how, touch wait, the curtain. Whoa, 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 whoa. How does that work? The curtains become touch sensitive. That's amazing. <laughs> Not quite. You, you just touch the curtain. You just pull the curtain a little bit and off it goes. Pull back the curtain. So if you're already at the curtain and you could open it yourself, why do that? You when you could. could. Just give it a little yank. No, because then the technology will do it for you. It'll make it all nice, you see. So go to the curtain, give it a tug. Yeah, and it'll do gentle, the gentle, gentle tug. Like power gentle steering. tug. It takes That's over right. for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So hang on, talking about accessibility, when it comes to the um, the Ajax automatic blind roller motor, what was the app like? Was that accessible with awful. voiceover? <laughs> well, forget it. Absolutely awful. Uh, so visually, terrible. Accessible, Accessibility-wise, awful. Uh, you're going to need a second phone to get Ira on the case with that one, uh, and that's the case. And, and it's not even just so much that. This is the other thing, and this is kind of a, a this is a story of warning. This is this is. Uh, <laughs> I noticed when you got the hammer out to hammer in the screw. <laughs> but it is it is a warning because the problem is with a lot of these these brilliant technologies, which I think could really benefit disabled people. The apps that they come with, the way they're built, they're not accessible. A lot of these are just not accessible. These apps are not considered... Uh, I mean, even when you were setting it up, you had to watch for certain lights changing on the device to know if it was ready to be used. Now, of course, that's useless to me, right? So I'm hoping mm. that somebody on the other end with Ira can figure out the colour difference based on the lighting in the room and all the rest. So, you know, it, it, it definitely posed challenge to, to set these things up. It... it Got we got there in the end, so it's possible, but it just it, it's yeah, it's a, a bit of a challenge. Is it, is it a case of once it's set though, you can forget about it? Pretty much. And the one thing about the Ajax roller blind, which I quite like, is that it's powered, so it's not powered by battery. You actually plug it in. Now, for some people, that might not be great, but for me, the location worked pretty but, well. Yeah, don't forget the location of that's kind of lower down where the bottom of the yeah of the drawstring is, right? So it's you can wire it to a plug a little easier. The switch bot all the way up the top, you wouldn't want a wire hanging there. No, exactly. That's right, which is why you obviously get the power in that. So 
um, yeah, the Switch bot's cool because it just kind of hangs there. Uh, but it was nice, really, really nice. So that was my purchases this week. Well, well done. I mean, it doesn't beat the uh, smart toilet by any means. But Nothing beats the smart I think it does. No. Being able no. to tug on something gently and have it open. Ooh. Well. <laughs> Is it time for a break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, look, uh, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, Sean, uh, you were going to tell us this week, what were you going to tell us about? You were going to do a special feature on... On internet speeds. That's interesting, interesting isn't it? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, Mark's been talking about his Starlink and saying he's been doing speed tests, so I thought I'd explain what that means. Okay, well, we'll get into that in just a few moments. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, this is Double Tap Canada. We're talking this week about smart homes and the uh, the joys of them. We're going to be talking as well about speed tests, uh, the challenges of uh, finding out how fast your internet is and what it all means. Sean Priest has an in-depth review for you coming up. I like that. Thank yeah. you. In-depth review. I'll <laughs> record that for you for later. Yeah, that's my jingle. There you go. That's it. Just you can keep that. Hey, did you hear the news about China? <laughs> that's always a good way to start a conversation, isn't it? Did you hear the news about China? China? What did China do? What did China uh, do? So China has decided to cut online gaming for children. Oh, yes, I saw this, of course. Uh, was it for... I'm not sure of the age range here, though, but... Um, we're talking Anyone under 18. Is it under 18? Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to one hour? One hour a day. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's 8pm to 9pm. <sighs> wow. Okay. I mean, that, well, that's harsh. I don't, is it harsh, though? I mean, you know, Mark, your kids like to play games. I mean, would you like to get... <laughs> yeah. You'd like to enforce these rules, uh, would you not? You know what the problem is? I don't know I don't know about your kids, Sean, but you're, they're a bit older than mine, but uh, the pandemic has killed any kind of sense of, of, of you know, reasonable amount of time on a PC no. or, or any kind of screen. It's just, it's killed it. I remember we used to go to the doctor and they used to, the, the nurse used to say, okay, so how many hours a day are you on technology? And we all kind of look at the ceiling. Oh, well, I don't know. No one keeps track. Not too much. <laughs> Looking yes. down at my, you have exceeded 18 hours a day on your own. So, uh, um, you know, the pandem- pre-pandemic, we used to limit it to two hours a day during the week. Um, uh, and we try to break that up so it wasn't consecutive. At least give at least a good 15 to 20 minutes of break in between just for your eyes. Yeah. It's really bad for your eyes. It, interesting stat. And I, I, my optometrist told me this years ago. And um, we were sitting in the store. We tried to explain to my son the benefits of taking a break and not staring at the screen. And he goes, you know, there was a study. And the study found that the uh, increase in eye degradation and eye quality and the number of blinks and all that stuff in 2007, it's it started just going down. If you look at the charts over the past decade, in 2007, it just started dropping. It was just horrible. Everybody's eyesight was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it clicked in my head exactly what 2007 was, which was the first iPhone. Uh, and, and that mm, is, it, it is yeah. you can categorically map it to the day of iPhone sales when people's eyesight started getting worse. Yeah, and that, and that unfortunately is a reality. Well, it's a reality now, and and you know, obviously, a lot of monitor manufacturers, a lot of screen manufacturers, are trying to address this. You're seeing a lot of uh, anti-blue lights, uh, lot less flicker on screen, 
Uh, you know, there's a lot being done to try and address that, which is good, because, of course, one thing you want to do is prevent a visual impairment. You don't want to be getting visual impairment as a result of it. And for those of us with visual impairments, yeah, I think my eyes have, well, my eyes have got worse anyway. I don't know if it's anything to do with screens, but I know screens don't help. No, and there's always, you know, the headaches you get when you try to use your eyes, no matter if you're using magnification or whatever, Yeah. Um, depending on your you know, eye condition or whatever. But that, the thing is, though, that this, this China ruling is actually nothing to do with that. It is saying that games, what did they come out and say? Games are the opium of the mind. Uh, they're saying that, that gaming is not a good thing. And I don't know. It, it, it almost takes me back to that slippery slope argument that we had when Apple were talking about their monitoring of your photographs. Um, I actually, there's some, some things that, that come with this that they are taking, um, they are interested in the, the, the children's welfare. I totally get that, but it just seems so, I mean, one hour. The, the, just from a technical point of view, everyone is going to be online in that hour. I mean, the internet <laughs> connection is going to be awful, for one thing. Yeah, and good. how well, are they actually going to do this? space that out, will they not? I mean, how's that going to work? And, and, well, the thing is, how are they doing it? An hour and 10 minutes, <laughs> Yeah. Well, exactly. How are they going to do this? Uh, well, bear in mind, it is China. So they'll just do it, right? They'll just figure out a way. I mean, they can block anything they want to block for the people they there. can but what they're what they're making the game developers themselves do is they need to register under their real names so it's it's a lot like um you know a, a passport to use the internet mm. um and also they the, the game developers themselves have got to put a way to block out that time that is the only time they can play those games those technical issues themselves are quite difficult and um, i'm not sure how enforceable this is but like you say being china they have total control over their outside connections and in, internal connections so i'm sure they'll do it is that the problem mark i mean is, is that the issue that we look at china and we think well you know what china's like you know the way they treat their people this is this is the way that china works if this was to happen in canada wouldn't it wouldn't even be a it wouldn't make it past the first conversation no anywhere else in the world no you know the the whole freedom of speech and i mean we're seeing more and more of this now with mask mandates and vaccines and it's just it's everybody thinks that they have a right to whatever they want to do and, and there's always an excuse for it it would never make it past a conversation it wouldn't make it into it wouldn't make it into a group conversation which is you wonder is that a good thing or a bad thing right because <sighs> yeah. we do I, I guess parents especially and i think i have to say from my point of view and i'm not a parent so i can say this freely uh, you know, I think it is down to parents' individual responsibilities to look after their kids, right? I think it's up to the kid, the parents. I realise the challenges, but I think the more you allow, the more resistance you'll get. That's certainly what I've seen from from parents that I've talked to and and, and heard from over the years. Uh, you know, and you know, we've seen all those videos. Remember the ones where the the kid going crazy when the PlayStation was taken away. <laughs> yes, you know all that right. kind of stuff, and it's just like you know, come on, you know, we've got we've got to get a grip on this. There is, but there's, it's clearly there a problem. Extreme, there are extreme examples, right? And they, they are saying there is such a thing, and, and there is of game addiction, uh, and maybe that is a more prevalent problem in China. I I don't know, but it, it is the argument of you know when does the nanny state become too much? And no, I don't know. In China, that seems uh, a little long, bit that horse is bolted, is it not? Listen, well, you know, I think there's yeah. there's plenty of studies that show not only you know the issues with your eyes, but behavior. I mean, you know, they say don't look at a screen for an hour or a half hour before you go to bed because it affects your ability to wind down. And and I've seen that. And uh, 
you know, as much as I try to deny it in myself, because, you know, I stare at my screen before I go to sleep. You know, I look at my son and I can tell you categorically that when he's been on for a long period of time without a break, he's a different person. Like he acts differently. He's more aggressive. Mm. Um, and there is an addiction. There's a there's a weaning off period, you know, like you were just on a drug and that you're coming off it. And I think that's the case not only with, with gaming and, and, and monitors and computer usage, but anything that is, quote unquote, addictive or anything that you are, uh, you know, used to doing and you're trying to stop doing. You know, people who are exercise freaks, when they don't exercise, they're coming off of something. They become, you know, whiny little people. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's the case. Yeah, no, I think you're right. But this is only online gaming as well, and there's nothing to stop them playing their console games, you know, offline at all. So I don't think it actually gets rid of the problem of game addiction. Interesting story. Well, I'm sure we'll uh, get feedback on that. Uh, feedback at ami.ca. We'll give you the phone number again later if you want to leave us a voicemail message. Uh, iPhone rumours. Uh, we don't normally talk rumours ahead of events, but we do know an event is due to happen this month at some point. New give iPhones. Me, me. I know, I want more toys. <laughs> I want some new AirPods. That's what I really want because uh, these AirPods I've got are just garbage. I want some new AirPods and I want them to work this time. <laughs> Do you have the Beats, the other studio buds, the little ones? I did, the... I got those. Yeah, they're nice. But I, I, the noise, what do they call it? Transparency mode. Uh, I just don't find as anyone near as good as it is on the AirPods, which is why I, <laughs> I love that this is how we're now. This <laughs> yeah, is this is how we categorise it. Based on, right? Oh, well, you know, only if they get that transparency mode right. And then now we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. No, it's important from an accessibility point of view, mobility, when we're out and about, we need to hear what's coming uh coming next to us and, and that stereo transparency mode that the AirPods have. But so everybody's you know talking about... from the left and right is amazing. But everybody's talking about this amazing feature that apparently the iPhone 13 is going to have where uh, it will be able to connect to satellites in low yeah, Earth this is the new, orbits. This is the new, this is the new rumor <laughs> that they're going to be uh, signing a deal with, I think it's Iridium. Um, and uh, yeah, when there's no, no service available, when you're stuck in the wilderness somewhere, like I uh, often am, um, you'll be able to at least send some kind of message, not necessarily phone calls, depending on the rumor, but you'll be able to send some kind of text messages or something via a satellite network. Now, I've used... These satellite communication devices. I've used um, Garmin makes a little in-reach mini, which is a cool little device. Um, and uh, Iridium makes their own little devices. And I'll tell you, number one, you sit there and you have to, you can't move it. It's got to get perfect signal. It's got to be open sky. And the reliability is not, I mean, it's not that great unless you physically just don't move. That being said, I'm more curious to see how Elon Musk's Starlink will work into our, our ground-based communications moving forward. Because that, in the lower orbit, <coughs> excuse me, wow, in the lower orbit um, will give us more access. I think that's going to be cool down the road. Mm, okay, well, look, stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. We're also going to be hearing about speed testing. Uh, speaking of internet uh, speeds and all the rest, we'll uh, get into that next here on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Well, you know, here on uh, Double Tap Canada, we get emails in all over the place. People have been getting in touch saying that Sean makes the best features, the best features in the whole wide <laughs> world. So for that you. reason, uh, we're going to just make Sean do all the work from now on, Mark. I think that makes perfect sense. That's a great idea. Weren't we doing that anyway? Yeah, we yeah, were. What's new? Now we've got the listeners behind us, so it's even better, right? Works out really well. Great work, Sean. Yeah, brilliant work. Uh, Sean, tell us what you're uh, reviewing, talking about, discussing, sharing this week. Numbers. I'm a ginnum, and it's not because I can't do maths. And yes, it is maths, not math. It's because they can be used to mislead 
and confuse you. You see it all the time. This shiny new gadget isn't a thousand dollars, it's a bargain at $999. Or Manchester, England isn't a drizzly, grim 15 degrees Celsius. If we flip it to Fahrenheit, suddenly it sounds like a tropical paradise at 59 degrees. Numbers can be deceiving. And never is this more seemingly apparent than when it comes to advertised internet speeds. Yep, that's right. We're going to be talking file sizes, internet speed, and how to test the speed of your connection. Strap yourself in. It's about to get boring in here. Hurrah! When it comes to internet speed, you'll find internet service providers advertising their service at speeds such as 100 Mbps or 300 Mbps or even 1000 Mbps. So why could this be misleading? Well, when we talk about data that's stored on a computer or on a smartphone or whatever it may be, when we're talking about how big it is or its size, we refer to it in megabytes. Or if it's a particularly large file, gigabytes. So a photo may be, I don't know, let's say 10 megabytes. A high def movie may be 900 megabytes. Or this episode of Double Tap Canada as a wave audio file comes in at around 600 megabytes. So unsurprisingly, people would assume that a 300 Mbps internet connection would allow you to download a 600 megabyte file in just two seconds. Ah, but wait, it doesn't. It would actually take 16 seconds. How does that work? The thing is, when internet providers talk about Mbps, they're not talking about megabytes per second, but megabits per second. Or once we start talking about 1000 megabits per second, then it's referred to as 1 gigabit per second, or Gbps. And you know it's bits instead of bytes because it's a lowercase b for bits and a capital B for bytes. Oh, sneaky. That's not confusing at all. Now, we're not going to get uber geeky and nerdy here. We're not going to go into the jargon. But all you need to know is that one megabyte is the equivalent of eight megabits. So if we divide that 300 megabits per second internet connection by eight, the actual speed it downloads is 37.5 megabytes per second. Phew, I very nearly dropped into a coma there that was so boring, but it's important you know not only what you're getting for your money, but also what to expect from your internet connection. Now, people have accused the internet providers of being purposely misleading by using megabits per second as their measurement of speed. And although I'm sure that when it comes to advertising, they're more than happy to use megabits because it's bigger numbers, it is actually a little unfair to accuse them of that because traditionally, when it comes to networking, it's always been measured in bits rather than bytes. Anyway, enough of the geekiness. That is how your internet connection is measured in megabits per second. 
But how do you know you're getting what you're paying for? Easy. Let's test your internet connection speed. Ha! Now it gets exciting. Kind of. Okie dokie. I'm going to show you two ways to measure your internet speed. Let's start with fast.com. Simply open up your browser and go to www.fast.com. That's F-A-S-T.com. Now, the beauty with this website is that you don't have to do anything. As soon as you type that address and hit enter, the speed test will start. So let's try it. The internet connection that I'm currently paying for is supposed to be 200 Mbps download and 20 Mbps upload. So when I'm uploading a file to something like Dropbox, the maximum speed I can get is 20 megabits per second. Yeah, yeah, the upload speed is always much lower than the download speed, but let's not get into that. That's what I'm paying for, but is that what I'm getting? I'm running Windows 10 and the NVDA screen reader. I'm going to open up Edge and type www.fast.com. Loading complete. Internet speed test fast.com. Graphic fast.com logo. Link privacy. Okay, let me just hit control to shut up my screen reader for a second. As I said, as soon as the web page loads, the speed test starts on its own. By default, the speed test takes five seconds, but sometimes it can take a little bit longer. So just be patient, give it 10 or 20 seconds, then navigate back up to the top of the web page. Graphicfast.com logo. That's the top of the page, so let's just arrow down until we get to the information we want. Link privacy. Button English, US. Your internet speed is... Ah, here we go. Here's the gold. Arrow down again. 220 Mbps. Cool! My internet speed is actually a little bit faster than the internet provider states. Let's just arrow down again. Clickable. Clickable. There. So this button just restarts the speed test. Let's down arrow again. Visited link show more info. More information. Okay, sounds good. Let's hit space on this and arrow down. Latency. Unloaded. 12 ms. Loaded. 29 ms. Upload speed. 18 Mbps. Okay, so as you heard there, my upload speed was slightly below 20 megabits per second, but nothing to be worried about, really. It's fine. But what was that latency? Unloaded and loaded. What was that all about? Basically, it's the amount of time it takes for the computer I'm trying to connect to to respond to my computer. It's also known as ping time. Ping! <laughs> the lower the number, the better when it comes to latency. And when it comes to loaded latency or unloaded latency, that just refers to how busy my connection is. So for example, if I'm streaming a movie from Netflix and also making a Zoom meeting call, then my connection would be classed as loaded and the latency is gonna be higher. But if I'm only doing one of those things, then my connection would be unloaded. Now, to be honest, when it comes to latency, unless you're an online gamer or you're experiencing real internet problems, don't worry about it too much. As long as it's still in the milliseconds, you'll be fine. The numbers we really care about are the download and upload numbers. And in my case, I'm fine. Hurrah!
If you find that when you run your speed test that your numbers are significantly down, say half of what you're expecting, then get in touch with your internet provider. Internet speeds can vary depending on loads of factors, including time of day. But if you're only getting half of the service you're paying for, then there's probably a problem. Anyway, that's fast.com. There's lots of other options when it comes to internet speed testers. But the second one I want to show you very quickly is another one of my favorites. It's speedtest.net. So open up Edge and go to www.speedtest.net. Loading complete. Speed test Biocla, the global broadband speed test. Okay, this time to start the speed test, we need to find the start test button. So I'm just going to hit B until I hear. Start speed test connection type multi button. There we go. Now, as soon as I hit space on this to start the speed test, my screen reader will read out the progress of the test automatically. I don't have to navigate or do anything. It's great. Your download test has started. Now, I will speed this up a little bit and cut out the silence in between, but honestly, it doesn't take long at all. Your download test is now over 50% complete. And again, I'm not pressing anything or navigating the web page. This is all read out automatically. Your download test has completed. Your upload test has now started. Your upload test is now over 50% complete. Your speed test has completed. Your download speed is 219.34, your upload speed is 20.83, and your ping time took 12 milliseconds. Thank you for using a class speed test. No, thank you. How cool was that? And again, my results are what I'm expecting to see. So I'm happy. And that's it. You now know how internet speed connections are measured and how you can test you're getting what you're paying for. Happy testing. Well, thank you for that, Sean. Yep. <sighs> internet speed testing it is something I have, to, I have to say, since I got the gigabit internet in, <laughs> I do it almost yeah. every single day. I'm like, oh, look how fast my internet is. And then some days I go, look how slow my internet is. What am I paying for? <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that, Sean. I just want to mention this briefly before we go. The the news that Windows uh, has, or Windows 11, I should say, has a launch date. Yes. Finally has a launch date, October 5th. But they're saying for some people. So I'm not quite sure what that means. I guess it's a gradual rollout for people. I think we'll, we'll be uh, most interested to see improvements in the narrator and what what, or indeed, if there are any improvements, I mean, there will clearly be some uh, manoeuvring done to accommodate the new style. But most of it, to me, I don't know how you're finding it, Mark. A lot of Windows 11 seems to be visual changes, um, the changes to the yes, start. I find that as well. Yeah, there's, there's nothing seems to be particularly different under the hood. I know there's a few differences to the control panel. Uh, the layout's a bit different, and I know at the moment, let's just say it's a little bit wonky to move around, but it is beta mode, so, you know, I, I give that a... <laughs> I like wonky. Wonky. I, I like that word. Uh, technical term. So, uh, yeah, but uh, we're at the point where, of course, October 5th is where it'll be launched. I'm sure, I'm hoping that we hear some news from Microsoft about what accessibility is in the new version, so we're going to hear all about that. Did you hear the other rumour this week that apparently if your computer can't take Windows 11 because it doesn't have the TPM module, the trusted whatever it is module, um, you don't have to worry about it because you can just, you know, you can just, there's a workaround. You can just get by it, can't you, Sean? 
Yes, and it's not just a rumor. I mean, Microsoft have come out and said that. They've said that there is a um, Generation 7 CPU that they're adding to the compatible list, so you can run it on one specific older CPU. Um, but if you do a clean install rather than an update from Windows 10, you can install it on absolutely anything, but do so at your own peril. There is a uh, high risk of crashing if you're running it on an incompatible machine. Windows? Crashing. I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> well, on that bombshell, uh, we're going to uh, <laughs> leave you this week. I have never heard such nonsense in my life. Uh, Sean Priest, thank you as always. Mark Alfalalo, la 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 la. Thank you. I'll miss you. But we're going to be on a FaceTime call in about 10 minutes, right? So we're not going to miss each other for long. Stick around. So much. Lots more great stuff to come on AMI Audio. And don't forget, you can keep this as a podcast at any uh, podcast provider you find. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.